0: Welcome to Maximal
1: Being,
2: a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to
0: get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goal. And I'm Jackie
2: P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want.
0: Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on
2: to the show. Hello. Hello. Hello, Maximal Beans. It is I, Jackie P, your favorite layman of 2023. We've got some 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 good stuff lined up, as we usually do. I don't think we miss often, but before we get into our guests, let's uh check in with soon to be daddy. Doc Mock. How are you doing? Look at that face. You look so young and bright and vibrant. Thank you. How are
0: you? I'm doing great, man. Um, I'm knee deep in diapers, just like you're talking about. I'm putting together furniture, you know, I'm readying rooms. I'm, I'm getting it all ready for a whole month of no sleep. I feel like I'm getting ready to be an intern again and work 80 hours a week in the ER and, and, and not sleep. So yeah. I'm getting ready, man. I'm getting ready. It's, Calfs it's, are still strong. Calfs are still strong.
2: Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, uh, I don't know. A lot of people fo- realize this, but your calf muscles are really the, the center of your fitness. If you have strong <laughs> calf muscles, it really lines up with everything, right? don't skip calf muscle day, but, That's right. uh, you know, Doc, Mark, we can talk all the time all day, but you know, it's not about us today. It's about our our guest, who I'm very excited to talk about, talk with. Excuse me, because um, I think you know I, I checked you out, you know I stalked you, and you know you have you bring some interesting perspectives to the, you know the 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 fitness and the you know taking care of your body world. So, Andy, I'm gonna let you say your last name because I'm don't want to butcher it. But Andy, how are you today?
1: <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Uh... And uh, my name is Andy Chan. Uh, Nice to meet everyone. Doc Mock, honestly, you know, I have a two-year-old son. I still feel like I'm an intern every single day. So uh, (laughs) just just know that the internship never ends. And you've got to listen to the boss every single day for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life.
0: Appreciate the wisdom. Appreciate the wisdom.
2: Very, very valid point. My son is the CEO of the house. (laughs) We were on by his schedule.
0: Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the perfect human diet course, head to maximalbeing.com slash courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night, and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the Zenwise omega-3 fatty acid supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to maximalbeing.com slash iHerb, that's i-h. ERB and enter the code B is in boy D is in dog B is in boy five five two eight and receive ten percent off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. Andy, how are you feeling?
1: I'm pretty excited. You know, before before the call, you know, I was just talking. or oh, before the recording, I was just talking to Doc Mock about how you know technology truly is amazing. Uh, we're we're literally halfway around the world. I'm calling in from Hong Kong at the moment. And, and the fact that we could have a real-time conversation about things that we're, we're, gen, uh, we, we're interested in, it's just exciting. So cool. Yeah, that is exciting and, and
2: exciting exciting to have you here. And uh, so everyone, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Nice to see you. Hopefully, you're happy to hear us. I am Jackie P. I am the official layman of this here podcast. And with me is the co-hostess with the Moses, the man with the brain, Almost as big as his calf muscles,
0: Doc Mock. <laughs> What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. I'm a therapeutic endoscopist, which is a fancy type of GI doctor that deals with GI cancers. And I am also board certified in functional medicine. So kind of a left brain, right brain, left calf, right calf sort of situation. Back That's to why you're a genius.
2: That's why he's a genius. <laughs> he's operating both Humble. sides of his brain. Humble and of that. course, with us, Andy Chan. so, you know, introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. And of course, as we always like to start off, i love to hear your superhero origin story.
1: Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Andy Chan. I am a fitness instructor slash educator slash presenter slash author slash dad, most importantly, mm-hmm. uh, here, here here in Hong Kong. I spent 10 years in the United States for my education. And in 2013, I came back to Hong Kong. And I had the chance to become a professional soccer player uh, because playing soccer or being an athlete, like many people, uh, was my dream growing up. And so I was, I was on trial with this local professional soccer team. And I, you know, I was lifting weights, I was training at the time, I was quite fit. Obviously, if I is my if my aspirations was to become a professional athlete. So one day during practice, you know, we're we're doing these agility drills with the cones. So all the listeners out there, if you're not familiar, basically you would set up these cones on the floor and you do all these fancy moves that you might see on social media while working on coordination. So while we were going through these drills, the fitness coach pulled me aside. And then, you know, he was like, hey, Andy, you know, when, when athletes turn, they just turn agilely, you know, they might go to one direction and they just hop to the next. But when you turn, you have your arms out to the side, and you turn like a robot. <laughs> you know why are you so slow? Because you know at the elite level, if you just a split second slow, slower than the mm-hmm. next person, then you might concede a goal or you might miss the opportunity to score. And and so you know, I had an epiphany because I realized what I was doing inside the gym did not translate to better performance outside the gym. And then I was like, oh, okay, there must be many people like me, because. There goes my opportunity to become a professional athlete. You know, I was training the wrong way, although I was skilled, but my, my physique did not maximize my chances for success. And so I, I decided to become a strength and conditioning coach after that. Uh, and then while I was on that journey, I realized that I, I need to be more credible. And, and how would I do that? And And one of the ways for me to do that is to go back to school to get a master's degree in exercise science because. know i'm sure you guys know just like everything else there's a lot of bro science out there in just about every industry and and so if we don't learn to navigate through all these information we're just gonna get lost and become one of those other people who are preaching just random stuff that they heard from other random people and and so i decided to go back to school and then yeah so i got my master's in exercise science and then now i i just try to help others navigate through the world of fitness as as you all know there's just about a new exercise or a new way to approach things every single week so with kind of my my background in in my master's and my athletic background i just hope to educate others to help them unpack all the information out there
2: wonderful wow that's uh you know i have to say that's got to be a a tough conversation you know you're you're trying to perform at, you know, the highest level you can, your coach is like, Hey Andy, why, why are you slow? Right. (laughs) I could, I can't imagine that was like a fun conversation, but um, you know, like how did, how did you take that, you know, critique or how did you take that feedback?
1: Yeah. At the time it was definitely heartbreaking because, you know, whenever I tell the story now, when I go on interviews or when I share with my friends, like oh, ha ha ha, it's a good opener because it's like oh, they can totally see that that slow guy out there in the practice field. But that was mm-hmm. my dream out there, and 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 yeah. so and and the thing is, when you're slow, you actually concede a goal, and in and and actually, I got a taste of how competitive just athletes were, you know, even if mm-hmm. they concede a goal in practice. Because sometimes if you play in a lake, you know, for for leisure. You can see a your goal. You're like, oh, okay, we'll do better next time. But in practice, on the at the elite level, you know, if you can see the goal, or if you don't score a goal, they they actually get quite pissed off at you. So, um, for me, it was quite heartbreaking because you actually realize that you're not good enough. Mm, yeah, that that must have been tough. But you know, I, I'll commend you because you you
2: know, like every superhero, right? You take a, a a pain point in your story and you turn that into something, and you build on that and use that to formulate what you do moving on right and you've written you know you co-written this book and you've learned and you went back to school so uh you know i think you're great just want to let you know that right
1: because <laughs> uh, exactly. i like yeah yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah so-
1: and 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 actually i had a i had a second turning point in my career because that was you know that was the original story that was the origin story and i went through a transformation story as well um, because as part of my master's degree, you know, we had a, we had a course where we learned to look at statistics because there's so much research that's out there right now, but not many people understand research because there's so many different ways to conduct research and there's different quality research. And so as part of the course, you know, like every other master's student, we had to go in to learn about statistics and how research was done. And in one of the projects we had to research we had to pick a pico question or a topic in which we're interested in and just to dive into the research and to see what it says about the topic just so we get accustomed to looking into research and analyzing different uh, evidence and at the time i i was really interested in cubbing uh, because for anyone out there cubbing is where you see people with these uh, circular purple dots on their back and, and it was popularized by Michael Phelps in the 2016 Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, the fitness community went crazy because they're like, what is this? Is this good for me? Is this harmful? And and then, so I decided to look into that. I wanted to look at the efficacy of, of cubbing. As I was researching on that topic, I realized that there, there are two trains of thoughts. And, and the first thought is obviously the Western human movement science. And, and the second thought is the Chinese medicine side. So on the first side, they will look at soft tissue, right? So physically, are we releasing tension? Are we allevi- alleviating any stiffness or what's happening to soft tissue? So that, that makes perfect sense because we're looking at some physical structure. Second one is Chinese medicine and that's where things got a bit weird and esoteric because you know they, they started using things like qi blood, yin yang, five elements, the things mm. that they use in Chinese medicine to explain the technique, so mm-hmm. so therefore, even as someone who grew up in Hong Kong who spent ten years in the U.S., I had no idea what they were talking about because I wasn't familiar with the vocabulary, and what that happened, what what that turns out to be, or the effects of that would be many people who would want to know more would turn out to be misinformed because, well, you can't just assume everyone knows what qi and blood is, right? You just cannot, mm-hmm. and and so at a light bulb moment, you know that's when the business side and the exercise science side. Came together, and I realized, oh, perhaps I could be the one, just mm. being that bridge and linking the two. You know, we can try to link people in fitness and 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 medicine together, so that we can help them unpack this esoteric, seemingly esoteric language, and and just so that people can have a better understanding of the wisdom there. And and so that's kind of uh, the transformation story from the origin story. A lot wow. of stories. My apologies, wow. and that's what I, I uh, currently do. No, that's an, that's.
2: That's an incredible uh, story, and uh, you know, you bring up a very interesting question. That uh, you know, I completely forgot about that cupping thing. And you know, in your when you did your research on the cupping, right? Like, I feel like maybe I'm just not paying enough attention to Olympic athletes. But our athletes are still using that practice. Are they still that strategy? And also, I would like to know as the layman, these you know, you mentioned tension release, but were there other benefits that you know, should everyone be doing this, or is this something I, if you're an elite pro, Olympic level, be taking advantage of cupping?
1: Yeah, so if you look at the, uh, so I, I'm not sure if you guys follow the NBA, but if you just go to YouTube and search up recent NBA highlights, you usually will find a few athletes with some cupping marks on shoulders. It is quite mm-hmm. prevalent now in the fitness community. I would say that for the most part, there's no harm because so what coming is, is you get these cups, it might be made of different uh, textures. It might be plastic, it might be silicone, it might be glass. And essentially you're just creating a suction effect on the skin. So that we're separating the skin and whatever whatever is underneath. So from, again, from the human movement science perspective, we're just trying to create some space. And, and so uh, it won't be as tight, but in, in the Chinese medicine philosophy, it was more of a, medicine, if you will, because they believe that whenever you have poor circulation in layman terms, that's essentially what chi blood describes circulation. And, mm-hmm. and there's so many talks on, you know, well, chi, this, that, 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 you know, becomes super mystical and philosophical, but the gist of it is they're just describing circulation. So whenever there was sickness, people knew, Oh, okay. So it must be the circulation that's off. And then they just believe that, if they apply cubbing to wherever circulation didn't go well, you would induce circulation by just um, essentially brute force. You're just trying to suck some blood out so that you induce more blood rushing through it. And, and, and so yeah, that's essentially what the technique is about. And I would say most people would agree that there's basically no harm and it, it cannot go wrong, essentially yeah and for yeah. the
0: listeners out there make sure you go back and listen to our episode on acupuncture with it's with the doctor of acupuncture and he talks a little bit about kind of the overlap between you know, herbal medicine chinese medicine and acupuncture and, and that there is really good science to back those practices for sure what's going on maximal beings it's doc mock here many of you are returning to the gym now but some are not going back regardless of what you plan. Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to maximalbeing.com rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to maximalbean.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. Jackie, I've I've, I've done cupping too. I don't know if you've ever done it, but I think it's because I walk into the, like to get a massage and the masseuse is just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with this. guy." Like I've had (laughs) them bust out all kinds of weird looking medieval torture (laughs) devices just to get my back fully loose, like metal things and all kinds of crazy stuff. But I really enjoyed cupping. I think it it really helped with kind of loosening up that fascia and stimulating blood flow to the area. So I, I was able to like easily even do kind of high level lifting the following day after a massage, after another workout. So.
1: Oh, that's cool. And then as always, the advice is to go to a qualified professional because I, I think, you know, especially depends on where you are around the world. You know, cubbing can be done by different people. And and in Hong Kong, cubbing can be done by anybody, literally anybody. Uh, and, and so hmm. sometimes the problem becomes, although most would say that it, it's, there's really no harm, but it also does you no good if they're completely random, right? So sure. you, yeah. you want to go through a somewhat of an assessment so that they, they they know where to place the cups on.
2: That's that's a good point, right? If you go with someone and, you know, they're a travel agent and also a cupping expert, right? And, you know, you have a poor experience and like, you know, you walk away like, man, you know, cupping doesn't work. But it's not because cupping doesn't work. It's because you set up with someone who probably just didn't do anything. Uh, which is a which is a great point. Um and you know b- back to what you uh, brought up doc mock about you know acupuncture eastern and western medicine you know there's something that's always a theme when we talk about medicine nutrition right uh how how do you feel andy right because you're trying to bridge that gap you're trying to bring it all together you know would you say you know in your experience that it's uh like do you feel like folks are more adapting like Eastern medicine practices more? Because I feel like in my very small purview that there's increasing there, but I I know a ton of bros that reject it who think acupuncture is nonsense. They'll probably think cupping is nonsense. So how do you feel about, uh, you know, the, that rejection from the rest of the world? And how do you, you
1: know, tackle that, I guess? Yeah, I think the re- rejection... I think we have to understand why did the rejection is because they personally just don't believe it or, or it's more of a cultural thing. Cause sometimes I've talked to some people, they literally don't like it because it's not, it's from the Chinese and, and Mm. so, or it's from the ancient. And so if that's where they're coming from, then I don't talk to them, but if they're coming just because they think, oh, there's not enough evidence. You know, I think that there's not enough tests on it, then we'll have a we'll try to have a rational conversation. And, and, and because if we look at not just Chinese medicine, but a lot of the ancient medicines, you know, back then they don't have fancy lab equipment. So if we think about their thought process, they literally just had to sit there and think about things logically because they, they don't really have things to, they don't have the fancy equipment to examine different wild theories. So at the, at the core of these ancient medicine practices is that they're more preventative than treatment, right? Cause they, they mostly, you, you see many people go back to these medicines when they have uh, a, a chronic conditions because, and then also I think most people accept that these natural ways of, of medicine is more of a preventative lifestyle strategy rather than a medicine medicine that we understand nowadays. And so I guess if we understand that these two essentially can coexist, then people can come to accept it a lot better than, rather than I go in and say, oh, I'm just gonna go Chinese medicine all the way and man, I just don't want to do any Western medicine because oh, they're bad for me. And and unfortunately we do live in a binary world, right? I'm either for Chinese medicine or I'm not, or you know, I'm either Western guy or Eastern guy. But I, I think there's plenty of space for us just to understand different things so that we can make the most educated choices for our lifestyle.
0: I think um, so many things about what you just said. So, you know, number one, evaluating the literature behind cupping, you know, looking at a meta analysis, which is basically for the listeners out there, you take high quality data, like randomized controlled data, some of the highest form, and you combine it together to increase the power of the study, meaning the number of patients that are involved. And so looking at a meta analysis of 13 different randomized controlled trial, most of this most of this data is coming out of around the time that Michael Phelps popularized it. Interestingly enough, uh, Andy, but they showed benefit both for reducing pain, reducing post-exercise pain, but also things like herpetic neuralgia. What do I mean by that, Jackie? Yeah, yeah so you get <laughs> people that get shingles or herpes, right? They can get this terrible pain in that nerve that the the virus affects and it lasts almost for the rest of their life. So it's actually very useful for that as well. Um, But to your point about people rejecting things because they're old, I am of the mindset exactly the opposite, right? If there is a medical practice that has sustained the test of time, clearly it works, right? Especially in this era of modern medicine. And I would say in my field, you know, step kind of equivalent is the physical examination, right? Those of you that have seen a doctor, how often has your healthcare provider done a physical examination on you, right? Probably not that often because of the pressures that we have for documentation. But just last week, because I examined a woman's thyroid uh, uh, thyroid gland, I found a mass and it's a cancer and it wouldn't have been found otherwise, right? So- so I think that we need to 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 look at these practices that seem a little more archaic or you know less um technologically advanced and look at them with a keen eye and probably bring some of them back. You back to you Jackie.
2: You're so smart doc mock. That's a great <laughs> point. <laughs> And <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think it's 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 great too. And it's also a, a good segue, right? Because the the name of the book you co wrote is called Dynamic Balance, right? And I think in the name Dynamic Balance, it's you know there there is a little bit of both. You know, we have to adopt practices from both sides of the table, right? So let's talk about the book, right? So, Andy, did you know you're going to write a book? Like, did you go to school and like, man, like. I got to put this stuff in a book. Like how, how did you write in a book, like come
1: to fruition? How did that happen? Yep. So it's, it came from the transformation story, right? I was in school in my master's and then, you know, I had a light bulb moment and then I realized I cannot be the only one writing the book because at the end of the day, I'm only a fitness guy and, and I want to make this a legitimate book, right? I don't want, Um, uh, the book just to be a fitness guy going on a little bit about Chinese medicine. So, you know, it just so happened in my friend group, I I knew a PhD student at uh, University of Hong Kong, which is one of the best universities out there. She was um, studying a PhD in Chinese medicine. Stella Wong, my co-author. So what's cool about Stella is she went through her undergrad in Beijing, China. So, you know, literally kind of where things originated And then she came to Hong Kong, you know, for listeners who don't know in Hong Kong, we used to be a former British colony. So we adapt the Western education system. That's why we have things like PhD and stuff done in the Western way. And so she also would have a good understanding on how research works, how people think in the West. And, and, and so, you know, I just told her about the project. I said, look, I need someone who's credible to make sure that we're saying the right things. But second, we need to write everything in a language that the layman can understand because you know we will have missed a point if we're just writing it for people who are familiar with Chinese medicine. And then yeah things came about after 3 years uh we we wrote the book and and it's out it came out last year um, so it's been one full year that dynamic balance has been out. Oh
2: congratulations. Yeah that's incredible. And and you know it's just, it's just a, a common theme right you're your co-author right having that balance of you know eastern education in a western format right which is very interesting so i really like the theme that goes here i feel like it just the thread is there over and over again when you look for it so or, what would you or say
0: we're super yeah. cool business guy and kind of nerdy medical guy you know there's
2: yeah, that yeah, right? yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly balance
0: balance is key everyone who's listening in all things what's going on maximal beings doc mock here If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.